thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to our extra special, extra, extra loved and extra beautiful guest, the amazing and just delicious Charlotte Carr. Thank you for joining us on today's show, my love, the big bubba yum yum herself. Ah, uh, thank you, beautiful ladies, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, well, we're really keen to talk to you about your book and, you know, everything that you've put into it. And, you know, there has been some controversy around that, which has probably, you know, been quite an eye-opener for you in terms of the journey of, of getting what you know out to the marketplace. And I think we've all had conversations about it individually and also on Up for a Chat in the past. So it's great to have you on the show. It's great that it's finally out there and that our listeners can finally get their hands on it, which is uber exciting because it literally went live not so long ago. So it's very, very cool. So welcome to the show and thank you so much for being a part of, I guess, the transformation and transition of so many people's lives that have got children that have gone through different journeys as, as you have. Why don't, why don't you share with us what actually um, has gone on with you and your little man, Willow, and and what, what inspired you to go down this path? Sure. Well, um, basically, you know, I always say I was a first time mum, so I just didn't know what was a kind of normal baby's tummy and how they were supposed to be reacting to your milk. And you sort of, kind of just you have nothing to gauge it by because it's your first time doing it and I could tell from the get-go as soon as Willow was born that something was going on with his gut because I'd feed him and he'd scream and I'd feed again and he'd just scream even more and it was just this incredible cycle and um, I tried not to think that it was anything to do with me or it had anything to do with my milk or or anything like that I just sort of ignored the whole thing until we got into a really vicious cycle where um, I wasn't sleeping at all and I had started having fits myself because my body was just completely exhausted and um, toxic and this is I guess the beginning of opening up that incredible onion that we started to open discovering that Willow had such um, issues digesting my milk and he also had chronic diarrhea and I just didn't know you know when you know mums talk about poo a lot but I just didn't know when he when I'd see his poo and I just go, this doesn't smell, this does not smell good and this does not look normal. And um, it wasn't until I saw a, a, an integrative doctor and I showed her and she went, oh, darling, this is so wrong. This is just such a massive indication. This little boy has something quite severe going on with his gut. Um, we need to do and run all these tests. And um, she was fantastic. She just, because I'd been going in this terrible cycle and seeing lactation consultants and then, um, expressing my milk and treating it with lactase and then thinking it was a lactose that was giving him an intolerance so then we'd feed him in different bottles and I'd be going back to the health food store and and the baby food store saying this bottle doesn't work I've, I, I've used it last night and the bottle's not working and they're just looking at me going my god this girl has just she's crazy um I've been up that week and ordered a new bottle every day and you know I was trying the, the, uh, you try the Dr Sears bottles and you do this and you do that and nothing was working and um this doctor was incredible because she was the first one to really kind of open up the conversation about um the the gut and the brain and what was going on and and around about this whole time when this incessant diarrhea was going on chronic tummy problems and screaming and me having fits um willow also started to open and close his fists like um, just like tapping and then blinking his eyes and then he'd lick his tongue constantly and his fists would open and close and he'd blink and and his little hands would start shaking as well. They were trembling and she saw that as well and she immediately said what was going on was that Willow was stimming and um, 
and I just freaked out because I just thought stimming was, was autism and, and they were just one of the same thing. Um, I didn't understand that there were other processes, like there was um, sensory processing issues that may have been going on or toxic levels of strep or um, his gut bacteria and this whole other thing that we explored. Um, and so she was really clear from the get-go. The first thing we needed to do for Willow was to make sure he had no gluten and no lactose um, or dairy um, in his diet. And at that time we'd gotten to the point where I was fitting so hard and we were getting no sleep that I'd started him on a goat milk formula. And at the same time that that was going on, his stimming got way worse and it got right out of hand. And she was explaining to me the casein wasn't appropriate, appropriate for him. And so I felt very lost in knowing sort of what I was going to do to feed him because if now he wasn't taking my breast milk and he wasn't able to take it through with the lactase treatment and and then he wasn't taking all this other stuff. So um, it was this big thing that we had to work out how to get nutrition into my little boy and also how to address what was going on in his gut. So she ordered a bio screen, which was incredible an incredible indicator of what was going on inside Willow. And we were able to see that he had toxic levels of strep and then he had dinoamoeba species and he had no, not one strain of lactobacillus. So that wasn't serving him at all because that's such an important part of the foundations for good immunity. And, you know, he, we'd had nine rounds of gastro in the first, I don't know, eight months or something. It was just it was this incessant getting things and it was just, we're all very tired. Um, now that, amazing doctor also made me realize you know that we, what we needed to do and also a lot of nights of me being on google and finding amazing doctors that were talking this way and through the mind foundation coming across brilliant lectures and cindy and it was just amazing he come across and um we worked out a way to give him nourishment and that was through a formula that was developed in the united states of america by um, Mary Enick and she's a biochemist and she'd created this formula and it has been developed and used for I think you know over a decade and successfully and actually what we, longer longer, longer. Okay. yeah she developed it in the 70s and 80s she was way ahead of her time so you know this is not a new formula but yes yeah, sorry I had to just let no. you know that it's an old no. formula yeah so I wasn't sure how long it had been out or published for but I know that it's been shared I know in um, physical print over 500,000 times because it's in nourishing traditions, but then it's also in, um, it's online on the Western A. Price website. So that would be shared millions of times. Like oh, I have no idea of really accessing how many mothers have used it, but I was just going on and finding these success stories after success stories after success stories. And mind you, we were around about the four month mark at that stage and another pediatrician had started Willow on Rice and that was causing absolute chaos in his guts. He had gone from bad to very, very bad. And so pretty quickly, my son was making me aware that that's not the way, that's not the route that we're going to go down. It was just trauma for his guts. So we started on this formula and within the first 24 hours of the feed, I mean, straight away we saw his shoulders go from like up near his ears to just, just relax and his little tummy that used to just be tight and his fists and his hands and the screaming and the no sleep and he slept and he was peaceful and we had this reaction that, as a mother, like the anxiety that I suffered was so extreme. You know, I had I, I wasn't able to communicate because I felt like such a failure with the with the inability to feed in in a, in a way that I knew that he was relaxed and he was getting what he needed. So it was this, the psychosomatic sort of effect that it had on me was not really good, and the fact that I was fitting in the exhaustion, and then this and then this nutrient formula. And how he reacted to that. And I'll be clear that we tried other things as well. We tried store-bought formulas. I looked on the back of them and I was absolutely terrified with the list of ingredients. And I wasn't able to feed that to him because I knew that he wasn't allowed to have any dairy and he wasn't allowed to have anything that was going to cause any inflammation. So I wasn't going to give him anything with any corn syrups or anything with any... Um, I don't know if you want to list off what the other formulas have got in them, but it wasn't the choice for my son. And 
I wanted to find something that had been around for as long as it had been and the indications of, and we did it really carefully too. Like we didn't even use the full formula. We pulled it back a little bit. They, we took a little less liver out of the original formula and we added in some vitamin C from um, Kabunj and a little bit of calcium. So it was really balanced and it was really beautiful and it was the most incredible step in our recovery for Willow because his gut, like it's been a long journey, but you go from where you were to now and he's got fully formed poos, he's not stimming and he's a thriving little man. And, um, yeah, it was the most incredible, incredible thing to go through to finally have something that you can feed your child. And, um, of course, the catalyst of this whole thing is that it's been the one thing that's caused the most controversy in the book. So before we go to you know, to what you wanted to share with other mothers because you realised there was lots of mothers going through this. Before we go to that, you mentioned a couple of things and I'd like you to just explain what they are. So um, first of all, gabunj. Would you like yep. to explain to everyone what gabunj is? Yes. So that's a form, yeah, that's a form of gabunj is a form of vitamin C and um, it's apparently the highest plant source of vitamin C on the planet. You probably know more about it than I do, Cindy, but it's just incredible and it's incredibly gentle. So um, I think when Helen was, and I were discussing it, we were looking for the um, the formula to be appropriate for children. You didn't want we would want to give them synthetics if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. You know, we wanted to find plant source based foods. So Gabunj, um, just for everybody around the world that's listening, is an Australian native um, and the Aboriginals have used it for thousands of years. It's a fruit um, and it's about, it's like Camu Camu, which the South Americans use and both of them are about 20% uh, rich in vitamin C but not what we're putting in our people's, uh, in other ways, we're using something called ascorbic acid. Now, ascorbic acid is made from wheat that's converted to glucose that's fermented by usually genetically modified bacteria in order for us to get one part of vitamin C. It's ascorbic acid. So to find gabunj, which is an Aboriginal um, medicinal plant, um, is, is just, this is our culture and tradition. And the second thing that you talk about is liver. So yes. let's have a little chat about liver because a lot of people go, oh, liver's a detoxifying or, you know, organ. But well, shall we just talk about the fact that you came for dinner the other night and you bought a truckload <laughs> of liver and you, Jeremy, Helen and Cindy ate like carnivals. Shall we talk about that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> And I asked if you'd like a Chianti, shall we? Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You know what though? I hated it at the beginning. I was so terrified of it. That's why I was encouraging you so fiercely the other day, Kim, because I thought you've got to try this. I was like, just put it on your lips, just put it in your mouth. <laughs> I've had a few people say things like that. Thank you, Charlotte. It's got me in trouble before. <laughs> so, you know, the liver has been the biggest controversy um, of all. But let, before we actually go into the liver, let's, um, let's talk about that you were recognising what was happening to Willow and mm. to you, the two of you, you were recognising was happening to a lot of mums. Oh, and, yeah. and why you started a blog. Um, I, I actually remember the first time I'd ever heard about you. I was at the um, IIN conference in Sydney and Pete Evans was on the stage and he pointed you out and you were a couple behind me and I looked over at you and I went, oh, I've got to look her up. And, um, and I went straight to your blog. You were just doing a blog at that stage. I started. I think I didn't yeah. even, I don't even know if I had a blog. Maybe it was just an Instagram page. Maybe it was, it was an Instagram. Take, I think I was just trying to take photos of the food to inspire other mums to just see 
what it would be like if we just cleaned up the diets a little bit, you know, just looked at really natural foods, putting them together and taking all the complication out of it, taking all the, you know, the fussiness out of eating and just going, you know, if your baby's hungry, travel with an avocado, you know, travel with a banana. There's your baby food. It's, it's, and I was just breaking it down for myself and learning as I was sharing. And that was brilliant. And through the process of that, the other mums are coming online saying, what's going on with your son? What's happening? You know, my daughter's doing this. What's happening with yours? And which doctors are you seeing? And how are you getting forward in your recovery? Or is your baby stimming? You know, you start writing down a few little hashtags and you're bringing in this community of mothers all with the same issues. Now, a lot of them, you know, with the breastfeeding issues or um, just chronic diarrhea or the stimming or whatever it was. And then talking about, you know, if we're just using whole foods and we're removing the big ones that cause them, you know, high amounts of inflammation and we're giving them the good fats, it was amazing because they started to have the kick-on effect and the mums are getting in contact with me going, we're having some big success here. And that was amazing. And, um, you know, getting the, all those mums to get in contact with the Mind Foundations as well because they were so, once I found them and found the practitioners that I needed to access to give me the information that was all, you don't want to see one practitioner they tell you one thing and then you see another practitioner and they tell you something else so everyone at mind was sort of working together for a greater cause and we're seeing lots of different people like we had someone doing cranial with wheels and then we had you know an osteo with wheels doing some adjustments and then had a nat- naturopath and nutritionist and then a doctor so it was a team and you know, that was bring up a really good point there cindy a couple of months ago, wasn't it, Cindy, you put a note onto your newsletter about why are we all fighting each other? Why is everybody knocking it? Why do the dietitians knock nutritionists? Why do the nutritionists feel they have to knock, um, you know, integrative nutritional specialists? Why do doctors have to knock these people? And I think the newsletter that Cindy sent out a couple of months ago was probably one of the most, I actually got quite emotional reading it because I've always thought that Surely we are all working towards the greater cause. And if nothing else, you have highlighted to me how important it is to have a team that one condition does not suit all, one remedy does not suit all. And to have everybody asking what what I love is when I hear specialists go, oh, I don't know, what do you think? Or shall we try this? Or how about that? Or people feeling like they have to know the answer and competing with one another is is probably the most scariest thing as a mum. You're already in high alert. You're already yeah, feeling guilt yeah. or emotions or feeling vulnerable. And so to have people competing or antagonising each other is is just the hardest, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, 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 you know, I did see a practitioner that I couldn't see my doctor because, you know, when they're, when they're that good, sometimes you have a little a bit of a waiting list and um, you've got to wait a little bit. And I thought, look, I'll just check in with this doctor around the corner. And I left there completely traumatised because she wasn't on the page. And so she was just reversing it and just telling me this really... Um, Things that rattled me, actually, they really rattled me to my core because it was very unsupportive of what we were doing in the process of healing his tummy. And I'm so glad that I listened to that unbelievable, deep intuition as a mother that the doctor I was seeing that we were having success with and we were moving towards recovery and healing was where I went to and I felt supported because this other person, I mean... Tell Maybe. us, what did she say? I want to know, what, what was the doctor saying about it? She just said it was completely mad and that there's no such thing as um, and that we should be putting him on these meds and these meds and these meds, one to stop the diarrhoea, one to, um, one, yeah, so let's clog him up, let's put him on the potatoes, the pasta, the rice and the, um, the corn. And, she, and then she said, and, and, and I think we need to consider something for you as well because you're highly anxious <laughs> and I was, and you know what? I said, you know what? You're right about the anxiety because I am exhausted and I'm tired and I'm a mum and it's not easy and I've never ever pretended that it has been. But um, I just went and I left off shaking and I went outside and I saw my husband and he said, wasn't the right doctor, was it? I said, no. Nah. I said, we've got to go. I said, and I called up my doctor. I left a message. She called me back straight away. And she said, anything like the ear infections or things that have started to go on with the kids that are on the spectrum or anything, just put in a phone call. We've got you, you know, and it's that, that level of care. And you just go, what on earth? But you know what it was? It was that I needed to experience the contrast to know that I was on track. And that mm. is like with anything in life, you have to feel that out and, and, and have that resistance and have that, that, 
someone take that rug at, from out of your feet for you to go, I am on track. And that was brilliant for me. Like, and I, I know, you know, that's probably one of the greatest parts of knowing that we were on track is just discovering the other side for me wasn't right. So integrate, you know, medicine and, 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 and finding the right practitioners. And, you know, they're so thorough. We're doing hair samples and bio screens and um, breath testing and genetic uh, you know, we had to explore the MTHFR mutations and all this stuff that they just know this extra little bit about. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's been tremendous for us and getting all the people to work together. And they're so happy to work together. And they're excited to know about a new practitioner working in this way. You know what mm. I think is really amazing, actually, for you, Charlotte, is you really knew and willow also was telling you so it was it was such a beautiful combination of how you were led from one place to another totally you didn't give up you didn't go against what you instinctively knew to be right and and, was, and i had a lot of people at the time karen telling me when the screaming was happening just put him on that formula shut him up get him to sleep and wow i just those if you i oh, the common thing I always got told when my baby was crying a lot because Jacob was feeding a lot and then he'd be crying a lot and then he'd feed a lot and that settled him and then he'd cry a lot. And then, and all, you know what I kept getting told? Oh, you're not, you've not got enough milk. You've not got enough good protein in your milk. You're, you're obviously not providing him enough. And I kept thinking, but my body has been designed to yeah. feed my baby. Surely I should be, you know, and I wasn't overly stressed. I mean, yeah, I was exhausted. I don't know any mother that's not, but... I, but I just, that's, you're so right, Karen, that when you are a mum, even if it's fur babies, I have to say, um, <laughs> when you are that attached to your, to your absolute loving family, you'll do whatever it takes. And Charlotte, I have to say to you, you are one of the most inspiring women I have met to be in your presence, to hear the way you language this and to see how far you've come in such a short time. I just, I, you know, there was a beautiful, there's that quote around women, we need to honour our strengths, not look at our weaknesses. And the strength you've shown through all these challenges is commendable. And the lives you're impacting with what you're doing, it, it, actually, it actually makes me feel quite emotional because as a mum, you are so freaking scared and lost and sometimes vulnerable to all suggestions. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for being the mum that I know that my daughter will have women like you to look up to when she gets to that point and to know that she babysits your willow anyway, but <laughs> to know that she, look, I have to share with you and I sent you a text yesterday. Taylor got to school. She's been at school while we've all been away yeah. and she is at school and she's got all her beautiful friends saying, oh my God, have you heard about this new baby book that's coming out with Pete Evans? Oh my God, it's about killing babies. That's what she said. And it's about the fact that, oh my God, can you believe he is saying that breastfeeding is not good? And Taylor just stood there and she let it go for a little bit. And she's heard all of us talk. She's seen us all together. She was on the Paleo Way tour. Yeah. So she sat there and she let it go. And then she said, and this was, and I know you can't see me on this podcast, but she goes, Mum, my guns were blazing. And I pulled them out and she said, and I gave it to them. And I said, she said, my mother is really good friends with Pete Evans and Charlotte and Helen. And I'll tell you this. Pete is so into for breastfeeding. And Charlotte, if you only met Willow and knew the, the, the journey they've been on, you would understand how excited they are to bring this book out. And really, quite frankly, if you don't read your research and understand that this is just a big media ploy to attack Pete Evans and everybody associated to him, then you guys have got no one else to blame but yourself. And when she told me, I, that's why I texted you because I loved it. Our 17-year-old daughter is out there trailblazing with you and you know when you get the truth is probably the point I'm trying to make and Karen Cindy and I did a, a talk a podcast a couple of weeks ago on the media and you know Karen will will verify what she knows in the in the whole media thing unless it's really really um what was the words Kaz you know uh, there was the freaks the fats the fears and there was another one um and it escapes me but you actually came up with it Kimmy um, I know, I've just gone blank with it, but here we are. And here's a whole classic situation with the media just wanting to ride on something. They've got something mm -hmm. to hold on to. And I, I don't know. I just, I'm so proud of the fact that our daughter being in our company hears and is able maybe to impart that knowledge to some of her friends. They may not ever get it. And that's what I said to her. 
there's no point preaching this to the people that yeah. don't want to hear it. Would that That's be fair right. to say for you? Oh, I hundred percent agree that, you know, like you're only ready for information when you're ready for information. And I would never, ever try and ram anything down anyone's throat. What I did, and I'm stood really tall with my, you know, with Helen and Pete is that we shared. And that was, this, this is an exercise in sharing information. And, and, and we're not saying this is the be all and end all. We're saying this is an option to get dense, beautiful, nourishing, nutrient dense food into children in a fun and exciting way. And, you know, a few weeks ago, and, and it's, and I, the depth just to how bad this got with, with the media and everything is, um, you know, I got pretty bad personally. A few things happened to me that were just overwhelming, but I had to sit down and make a choice of whether or not we remove the the recipe of question that they have an issue with. And I had a long, hard think about it, and I was I was in tears. I was crying about it because I thought, what what is Baba Yum Yum about? I thought back to those nights where I was terrified, my son was screaming and the two years of chronic diarrhea and the stimming and the sensory processing issues and the vomiting and the reflux and the just everything that I went down, the doctors, the this and that. And then I thought about where I'm at now and I, and I, and I compared those two places. And the one thing that birthed that experience for me as a mother to have the purpose that I have now with the contact of my own intuition and ability to nourish and nurture and enable to my child to thrive. And I thought that recipe is the main recipe that needs to be in there because it is, and we are, we have been very careful with how we place that recipe in there too. We cannot say, because we've got laws in this country that it cannot be a formula. So it's not a formula, it's a drink and it's a drink of option. And that's what we've had to do. And it's in there and we've, got the amounts in there so that everybody is happy and all parties are happy and we have done everything we need to do to work with everyone so that we can stand tall and proud that this is a drink that can be given to a child after six months now that's what we've had to do in that process but is that still in there yeah it is but what else is in there is 70 perhaps over 80 recipes and in each I, I sat down and we, we wrote those and we, we would sit back and we'd go, how could we just put another spoonful of something in there to boost it and to, and to give it a little bit more? So that if you've got a fussy baby or they're not eating or they're being a breatharian when they're three or whatever they're doing, we can just say it's okay because they've just had that and I know that that little bit there is going to see them through or we're cooking in the better fats or we're using the broths to help, you know, give them that support and we're serving it up with an incredible amount of love. And, you know, and that's the one thing and, and this, a project like this could tear authors apart or it could ruin friendships or anything. And all it's done is brought uh, the love I have from my fellow authors is just, and the well that they have of, of um, integrity is just incredible and not allowing to be bullied and not allowing to be not given the chance to share beautiful, real. And let's talk about what this is. It's food. There's no products. There's no numbers. There's no packets. And there's no way for anyone to make any money from this. And, and there's no, it is just food from the markets and we help our farmers keep their land and pay their rents. It is that basic and, and there's a big hoo-ha over it and we know we, we all have different sides of the story as to levels and vitamin A and there's going to be a fight about that for the rest of time because nutritionists will see it in a different way that a dietitian will and we have to find common ground but more than all of that, we have to work out a way of providing information with everything that needs to be in there, with the, the way it needs to be served, prepared, everything, and we've done all that. And, like, God, it's a good day to know that that's out there tonight because it's <laughs> going to fall into the hands of someone that's just going to go, I got this, now I can do this with my pumpkin today or now I can do this with my vegetables or oh, maybe I could try this or maybe I could add in some dolls or, you know, like... It's Charlotte, do you think it would have as much controversy if you had just been a mum that had launched this book um, on your own or do you think it's because of the whole paleo thing or because of Pete Evans? I think it's paleo and Pete and I think that they've got a real target on them because, you know, um, Pete's 
got an army of doctors and everyone behind him working in that different way. And he's being very, um, he's an amazing man and he's just sharing information and he's ruffled a few feathers and, um, and, 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 but if you strip it back as to what he's talking about, it's about real food and it's about a way of lowering inflammation and providing the body with immense nutrition and support and, you know, he's going deeper than that as well. He's talking about having a look at your life and becoming conscious and aware of how we're eating. Um, and, and he's going to go deeper than that next too. It's just going to go in more levels and more levels and more levels as the audience are prepared to hear what he's got to say. And Helen as well, because she's been working in practice with these children on spectrum or children with compromised immune systems and for 14 years and she knows what works and she knows the results that she's seen. And, you know, we've had we've had an amazing dietitian that's that's looked at our book, and she's like, "You got it. You guys have got it. You know, this is amazing." And she's but she is working in the other area. She's working with the full fats, and she's working with um, you know high amounts of vegetables and you know moderate amount of proteins and good amounts of fat. She's she is doing slightly um, dietitian kind of things, um, but. It's, yeah, it's, it's a big issue with, with you know, the, the, the things that have happened with um, the book and the media, but the book's out there now so they can take it and they can see it and I hope, I hope they'd be kind enough to just go, okay, it, you've, you've taken on board every single piece of information that's been given to you. You've applied it and, and I hope they're happy with it. Like, I, you know, but we stand really proud. Pete said something and he said it the whole way uh, across the whole Paleo Way Tour. This isn't about um, making people, um, you know, accuse other people or bring other corporations down or anything. His whole focus has always been around maybe, just maybe, with the amount of people that are starting to follow him now or to be a part of this tribe, his whole thing was, oh, my gosh, imagine if I could support 5% of this country to think this way, that in itself will give our farmers a whole new lease of life. It will give our, our children an understanding of where our food comes from. It will create a beautiful, and, and in some way, as he put it in his words, were, and, and maybe knock out the middleman a little bit more so that we are starting to relate a little bit more to our and where our food comes from. And that philosophy alone is so foreign to most families. If we can, when he said 5%, I thought he's not trying to go out there and create some cult and convert a whole lot of masses. It's about those that are willing and ready to listen. Is, is that fair, Cindy? Is that, what, is that what you've noticed? I mean, you've spent a lot of time with him on the other side as a nutritionist. Where do you think he's sitting with that and, and his relationship and why he supported someone like Charlotte and Helen to do this? What's, what's your thoughts there? I agree with you entirely. And um, I put a quote up on my Instagram and it said, to be interested in food but not in food production is clearly absurd. So, <laughs> you know, when we're looking at, at the food, we need to know where it's coming from. If we can get to our local markets, then we can talk to our farmers, we can talk to their local producers and you're right, it's about cutting out the middleman, making food organic or chemical-free, grass-fed, vegetables, animals, the whole lot. It's about getting them, um, get, getting, getting, yeah, keeping our farmers on the land for the first time ever. Our, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's getting our farmers back onto the land. And look, Pete, Pete's bought 20 acres because he believes in this so much. Yeah. Um, so I just... You just bought that, 60 acres. <laughs> I just bought 60 acres because <laughs> I believe in this and that's what I'm creating, you know. Yeah. And, and you will notice that everybody that has a passion about this, my, you know, my new BFF, Natasha Campbell McBride, you know, <laughs> she's on acreage. And everybody you talk to, Joel Salatin, Sally Fallon, they're all on acreage doing this polyface farming um, or, you know, the vegetable gardens, the organic or chemical free, using our culture and tradition. And basically what Charlotte's doing is that she has actually created a cookbook that is all about culture and tradition. We used liver. And, and this is the biggest controversy of all is, 
is the liver that we are. Um, that's the biggest controversy, isn't it, Charlotte, is the, the vitamin A. Why, why don't you talk about what we now know since I think it was a bit of a slap, actually. It was like every man and its dog knew what vitamin A was about, yet not one scientist, not one doctor, I felt, was making any comment on toxicity of vitamin A. And when I asked doctors, they all said, look, I'd have to do a bit of research on this. And that's so it. You, you like to explain, first of all, what happened yeah. with the vitamin A, what you flack you got on Facebook and Nora's research. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the big one was Nora's research. God bless her heart. So what happened with the vitamin A is that basically came back with the original formula that was even less than the one that was made in America, um, developed in America by Mary. And um, they said that the vitamin A, quote unquote, the vitamin A amounts in our, in that formula, because it was called formula originally, will cause toxicity in a child and possible death. So not just sickness. It's not just an illness. It's actually death. Okay. So then... I mean, we all had our breath taken away because you can imagine the the, 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 people, the three people that are least likely to ever want to cause harm to any child is the, the, the one, us who came together to write this book. The one thing we're trying to do is heal. So it was perplexing for us. We were so overwhelmed and, um, and we knew our information, but because um, we had done our, um, we'd had, we've had dietitians work on it and break it down and do the analysis on the formula to, for the numbers so that we had the comparison charts available so we could show them. However, according to the standard in Australia, it was slightly higher and that was not okay. If So we, and I, we, I, Nora was there when it was all going down and I'm in tears in the green room going like, I can't believe it's happening. Vitamin A. And she's like, but you can't, it will not cause a toxicity. She goes, I'm going to go do my research because I know Sally's done her research and we've got all this research out there. And, you know, the Merck manual states that the vitamin A toxicity will only occur in synthetic form um, within a certain range. And we did work out that a child would have to consume 134 bottles of the original formula in one sitting for it to have toxic levels toxicity or if we're looking at it chronically which they also say can happen so over a long period of time um so that would be i think it worked out to be and i don't have my notes on me but it was something like between eight and 19 but no, eight and 60 bottles or something like that over several weeks and we were recommending four at max originally we're not even recommending four at all anymore we're just saying it's a drink and you can have one a day and that's it and you don't not to have it on the same day that you have the pate because it might upset some people we're doing we've rolled over <laughs> so to speak but you know it's this it's this huge issue that um and nora did a 70 oh, is it 75 pages her, her paper mm-hmm. and proving that there has not been one child that has died of the vitamin A toxicity from the liver, liver from liver or the broth, you know, from the, the broth. Yeah. And, um, and neither has there ever been a fatality or incident in America or anywhere. So, you know, it's almost as if you've got to build in a contingency plan. You know, you think about every time something new has been released onto the market or somebody has done a world of research on something. And, I, you know, Charlotte, what you just said before, you know, you girls coming together to put this book together, your intention was not to harm children. So, of course, <laughs> you're going to make sure that you're surfing the right wave when it comes to that. And, I, I, you know, I look back into ancient times and people got stoned for their opinions and beaten and hung on crosses and burnt and... You know, and I, and I think that it's almost a tradition in terms of society, our ability to change or our ability to see different views is very limited. And it's almost oh. as if when something new comes out, you've got to build in a contingency plan to be able to deal with the people who want to burn you at the stake for what you have researched and tried. And you're sharing your experience. You're sharing what's worked because there could be a whole world of other parents out there who are as desperate as you were and had nowhere to turn because our current provisions or our current education or our current beliefs don't fit and laws. the new mould. Yeah. And laws. 
Mm. You know what's interesting is I look at um, what Kim said about her daughter Taylor and all the kids were at school saying, oh, you know, this is going to kill and this is bad and this is this. All they are getting that from is somebody has said it. It's like Chinese whispers and everybody's saying it. And But this is the problem is that the public is so ill-informed and I'm sorry, occasionally very ignorant that they listen to somebody, the Chinese whisper happens and it just gets passed through the whole population and then it becomes a truth when in actual fact it's not a truth. And I think we need to stop this, um, this craziness. And I, and I also, I'm so happy that you um, have stuck by your guns because if we don't stick by our guns, if you'd taken that formula out, they would have, people wouldn't have got this information that may, you know, may yeah. never have got it. Yeah. And it's so hard because... I, and I've lost friends over it too because they—they obviously just think we're crazy. But um, how can we think that the other option that is presented to us with feeding issues is okay? And if we think about how it's farmed and everything like that, I just—and you think you know, how it's made? It's <laughs> fructose corn syrup, genetically modified. But can I bring up a point here without knocking anybody? Had Charlotte, had you not had Willow with his problems or and had you had the so-called perfect birth, the perfect baby who just maybe didn't sleep occasionally or whatever, um, you may well have been. You may well have been in that same tribe of people that thought the same because there was no issue. So what I think we just need to realise is, is that we all do the best that we can do. And, and Charlotte, I know you're the first to say to any mum, you would never ever criticize any choices i don't think any of us would my girlfriend my girlfriend recently had um terrible issues going on and she just wasn't going to do the other option so and she needed her hand held i'll do anything to help mum. i was like why don't you do this and do this and pop that in there and add that to it and we can just sort of bump that up a little bit you know some probiotics and some coconut oil and whatever um and you know um might be um so yeah what would your would advice never... be to someone, Charlotte? Let's, well, first of all, I want to ask you one first question is what would your advice be to a mum who was really worried or had some gut, no pun intended, feeling around something's not right with her baby's tummy? What would you say is the first thing to do? I, my, my first advice is to keep up with the feeding, with the breast milk, and not to be frightened to not make that to the first thing that you go straight to I don't have a supplier I don't have enough so it'd be it would be a it'll be a combination of advice um ask for help is the first thing don't be martyr and try and do it on your own that's why we as women can go and help each other and hold each other's babies and try and settle them while they have a little sleep then I'd be getting a team of integrative practitioners on board so um i'd be looking at you going to see a great integrated doctor who can maybe look at or nutritionist who can get your bias screen done so you can have a look exactly what is going on with the bacteria in their gut and what is what is going on inside there whether you've got um you know like willow had toxic levels of strep for instance that's not going to help him at all and not any lactobacillus i mean that's not a nice combination throw in some dynamoeba species and it's a bit of a party in his in his guts so uh, yeah go find your right doctor um through the mind foundation and get a bio screen and 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 skin you know skin on skin time lots of feeding as much sleep and as rest as you can and ask for help and support and then from there start your approach and to be kind to yourself it is the easiest time to forget self-love to have a cup of tea to not give yourself some broth or to not nourish yourself or nurture yourself um don't play personal doctor either do get the help from practitioners and and, and people out there who are so versed in this um don't let google be your solution or your answer definitely use mothers to um, get the support but yeah do look for that that science-based and backed information from an integrated practitioner and um and and to be as kind on yourself as you possibly can and not think that you know you're 
doing it to them or you know that that's taken me two years and continually I'll be healing because I was so I was so traumatized by not feeding for a long period of time I even supplied my milk for another family because I wasn't finished with breastfeeding I had a greater supply and I gifted that to a family and that baby was fine on my milk so that probably helped with my healing but um yeah that that would be all my advice yeah. And join the Bubba Yum Yum community, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyone, and anyone who wants to come and have a chat with me, I just had a mum, God bless her, but they had a baby um, in ICU and they had gone and found a practitioner, an integrated practitioner. They started a different journey. They've got the right nutrient support going into that baby and they're home now and they're thriving now that's not saying i had any part in curing them or anything but just leading them to those certain people who were able to just look at it in a different way um that little bubba's going to be better off than it ever has been you know tell can we just change tack a little bit because willow is the most extraordinary divine human being i've ever met you're lucky you actually got to take him home um but um your husband your husband wes is obviously a well-known musician he's had his own journey and i know cindy and karen have both interviewed him how's he fared in all of this and how's your relationship been and where are you two at now Okay, so he had a really, really tough time when I lost my footing because I think um, one of the roles that I've played in our relationship is to really anchor and to really be that grounding. Now, when I lost my footing and he saw me fitting, that was terrifying for him. And at the same time, he wasn't he wasn't doing so well as either. Um, so we've had a massive upheaval in our life over the last two years. And the only thing that keeps pulling us through is communication because if we shut down in that area everything else falls away so it's about being as honest as you possibly can be it's about looking into the blind spot where you're not prepared to look and you're looking at that stuff that is so terrifying to say or to share or you're embarrassed to share it because you feel like you're failing or you're not feeling safe and you've got to share it you've got to put it on the table you've got to take out the egos and you've got to go this is what's this is what's going on this is what's coming up for me and we have to and we haven't done it the whole time we are now but like it's been i have coped cook 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 for two years like he's gone on tour i've coped he's been away i've coped you know he's we've just done this but where we are right is that we're still learning and you always evolve and learn and love and and everything but i am the best version of myself now because of what i went through with willow because it, it he cracked me open he cracked me open of all the shit of all the surface stuff that was going on of all the you know I'm okay, everything's fantastic and started to get a little more real with things, you know, and that's, that's going to change me forever. It's going to change the way I interact with other women. It's going to bring the greatest women that I've ever met into my life, which is Cindy and Kim and uh, Karen, I know we don't know each other very well, but I look forward to spending more time with you. <laughs> right back at you, girlfriend. Yeah. I'm right about that, actually. Sometimes going through our darkest moments in fact, create opportunity to find new platforms, new ways of being and finding a part in you that you didn't even know existed. It's, it's yeah. almost like, like having a business coach or if you're an athlete, having a, some sort of coach there. But sometimes we look at adversity and challenges as the worst thing that could ever happen to us. But in reality, it's just another form of coaching, coaching you to bring out the best in you, to find the answers, to be the best you can be in order to help those around you be the best that they can be. And I think when you just said that before, the people that's brought into your life, when you're open and vulnerable, but still have your strength, you know, like still have conviction around you will get through this. And I love that beautiful saying, this too shall pass. Even though when you're in the middle of it, you feel like you're never going to get out of it and you might be having a screaming match with your husband and the baby's crying and you're, you're at, a, at an absolute loss. But at the end of the day, in that big mud pool, you can also sit there crying together and you can sit there and go, we are still alive, we're still breathing. And I think sometimes in the darkest moments of those challenges, it's moment by moment, breath by breath, 
and just reaching out and knowing that the strength of you two together, that synergistic effect, in fact, even in your darkest times will in fact bring out the lightest times. And I really, really honor you both. And I swear to you, if you gave him up, well, some of us might just have to just move on in there and we'd grab him and we'd take him. Oh, he's adorable. Um, but then I saw him have moments when we were on tour and I saw how oh, yeah. he gets to the attacks on you. And it's it's hard for them to see someone, like you, you said it so, so beautifully, when you lost your foothold, when if the woman of the house is happy and healthy, life runs smoothly for everybody else. But when you fall over, it is so challenging for them and for everyone around. So, so, so hands, hands, you know, hands together for Wes and what he's gone through and his own personal journey. And, and it's brave. Yeah, and being so brave as a public um, person and, and just sharing, like, his vulnerabilities and, and, and you know, there's not a whole lot of men out there doing it. And I, I just love and admire him so much for that. And, you know, when he pisses me off, I've got to remember that. <laughs> You know, Charlotte, I, I, um, I had Wes on my podcast show, Karen's Couch. Yeah. I have to say it's been one of the most high-rating shows that we've done. He yeah. was so open and so vulnerable and so, um, so profound, actually, in everything that he said and everything that he spoke about. And we kind of went down a slightly different path that was more about... Yeah. And he was stripped raw, wasn't he? I mean... We, when we were standing there at one of the um, at one of the events with you, Charlotte, and I'm standing there with Charlotte and Willow, and we're rapping away, dancing away to Wes on stage. Um, I'll, I'll never forget Charlotte turning around, going, I, I, "I won't say the f word, but if I'm in love with that guy, look at him up there. I'm so in love with him. Is it possible to love him anymore?" And and it's in those moments of of pride that you are so together, aren't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And we're human too. So we've got those moments where they're extreme and they're high and we're just right there. And those other moments, it's like, how do I even access this man and this conversation? And what do I do as a, like, how do I get into that divine, you know, the divine femininity of, 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 and let's think about what Natasha Campbell McBride said last week, which was just amazing and she said let's not think of it as a hindrance or whatever it is that we've created being in the kitchen as but our honor to nurture and nourish our families and I was like there we go that's yeah. beautiful divine feminine being without the you know because we're, we're all women that are wearing that masculinity as well and that we're creating um well, you've all got your businesses and you know working and uh, working mums and doing it all and you can get into that control mode and that strength whereas you know you take that time to be with food and to be with things from the land and to take on that energy and to put that together into a meal like that was the best thing because it's just reminded me of that gorgeous giving nurturing nourishing role that I love I certainly love playing it and not all mums have to bloody love it I'm not saying that but for me it's a way of accessing and showing my men how I love them and care for them as well and um I love it I love it yes, and the last know. thing she said the last thing she said was if we women are empowered by that divine right to be in that kitchen to feed our family we can heal a nation and our nation is in a bad way and I don't think people are, are getting this they're not realizing that these kids are coming into this world and they're in trouble yeah they are like you see them like even like yeah they show you straight away if there's toxicity going on. It is so clear. And little Will's his little arms are shaking as soon as he was born. And everyone going, oh, it's just a leap or it's just a, a developmental thing. And then you put them in water and they're still. It's the only time that they're at peace because their whole body is shaking with the straps and the metals and the bloody mercury and whatever else I had in him, you know. And um, and it's and it's not it's not an uncommon thing. It's everywhere. Shut up. If, sorry, darling, if you were to have another baby and you were looking forward to the future now, is there anything you'd recommend pre-conception for women or husbands and wives? Like, is there any thoughts around that now, given your experience? 
hundred percent. So we, um, since finding out with all the MTHFR gene mutations that Wesley and I have passed down to Wills and what's going on there with our methylation issues and pyroles and uh, my, I've got a, I had, I've had a whole year of cleaning up my body of the mercury that was in my body, took out like, I think nine amalgams that were leaking. We had them tested just all this stuff that was going on and um, we cleaned up and we're still cleaning up and continue to clean up and working very closely with our practitioner to do that. So we've got a whole section on the book where Helen explains the bloods that are really important to do and to have a look at and then supporting it with the certain types of things to have into your diet to lower the inflammation that's going in in your gut and to put in to you know to to feed and and, and create good bacteria and good environments because you know so much of our story is to do with my gut and Wes's gut and if you look at them and since then going through we'll see what we've got the strep and whatever and cleaning up those homes um so that you you know you can have a a really good renting situation for your little one you know so they 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 can come into these beautiful, clean, cleaner homes, and 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 have a great a great chance to sort of thrive. And we, I mean, the proof's going to be in the pudding um, with the next one, and that's always going to be the story. Whether or not I'm handed the same situation, I don't think so because of what we've done in the in the process to clean up. Maybe some of it's still there. Who knows? Every baby's so different and unique. But I would definitely have a look at those chapters and and just sit with it and see what appeals and what your doctor and you can do to work with to look at that preconception prep and um you want you know like helen said you just want really good real estate for those little babies and um going in there and getting all comfy and cozy and i think what's going to happen oh sorry kim i think um what i see that that's going to happen is that we're going to look back at this last three decades maybe maybe four decades and realize that nature um, knows what to do and that yeah sure science can prove this but science cannot create a cell science um, thinks they're almighty at the moment thinks that they know everything but I think what we're going to see is nature is where we need to get at and we will look back at this time as a very dark time in history as far as how we polluted not only the land and the ocean, but how we have polluted our bodies and then our future generations. And, you know, some of the um, doctors were saying, they're not sure we're going to come back. Some people might think we're being a little bit, oh, a little bit drastic about what we're saying, but there's a lot of people saying, if we do not clean up our act, we will become infertile and we see this infertility happening or that we will have children that are unviable. And that's the scary thing, is, is that. 100%, Cindy, you are so on the money about that balance and, 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 and remembering nature and, you know, people have even forgotten to get outside and get their, you know, without their sunglasses and just getting their eyes in the sun and absorbing the things that they need to and getting, like, getting the children, allowing them to play in the dirt. Like, for God's sake, we've got to get balance back. We've got to get it back. It's well, we need it to be organic dirt, though, because we know glyphosate's are nearly everywhere now, you see. So we've got to make sure it's good dirt or rainwater. It's true. Um, but then, but as beautiful Stephanie Senna said, when you've got good real estate, when you actually do have a good gut and everything, you can cope with these toxins and, and, and things in our environment so much better. So... I don't think. I think the thing I learned from the Minds uh, conference this year was that there are toxins everywhere. The most important thing is to heal the gut, seal it, and then your body has the best chance to combat these these toxins and these things that are in the world. We we can't avoid them as such totally. But the one other interesting thing that Pete said was, you know, had he not put the word paleo in there, had he not put the word um, the the p word as he puts it it may not have as big a controversy. But what I love about him when he looks at the philosophy of paleo, which is a handful of quality grass-fed meats or proteins or things from the ocean, it's lots and lots of greens, it's incredible good quality fats and fermented foods. I mean, all he's talking about is food and creating good quality real estate for the bacteria to thrive in our guts. What I love is that he said, you know what, His, he, he believes that before too long, the word paleo will actually disappear, and it's it's just culture and tradition. Yeah. What it's all 
learning, which I really love. And I love that value that you and Helen put into that. And I know that's how Cindy lives. And I know that's how Karen lives. Even though we all have different philosophies around the way we eat, perhaps, or there's different little minor adjustments, the truth is all of us and why we're even our people listening to this podcast, we all have that same value, which is real food. Absolutely. And the, and just quickly, the incredible thing about this and what happened with the media is that a conversation about children's nutrition has been started on a very big level. And that what a, what a greater, uh, the most amazing gift that we've been given is to have this conversation on this level for children. It's amazing. I think we you're love so I love you. <laughs> I think you're spot on with that, Charlotte, in that it has actually opened up the conversation. And um, now people are actually conscious about it and the choices that they're making are conscious choices. So it looks like... Um, okay. Well, I think we're, we're losing Karen here. So I might just finish up. But what I'd love to say on behalf of, of Karen, Cindy and I, Charlotte, thank you to you, Pete, and, and beautiful Helen. Um, I, I will never forget the meal I had with you a couple of weeks ago at the Mind Forum with bone marrow, custard and chicken livers and star anise. You tried to make it sound so beautiful with star anise all over it. Um, but I will say this. Your energy, your love, your enthusiasm, your beautiful family is infectious. And I wish you lived right next door to me. You are a sister from another mister. And I love being in your company. You totally light my fire. You inspire me. And I know Cindy and I have talked nonstop about you since we were at the forum. And we've, we've actually talked nonstop about you since we met you. But we do adore you. And I know Karen was really looking forward to this podcast with you. She, she knows that our friends are her friends. So if you have enjoyed this podcast as much as we have, then we invite you to go to our Facebook page, all the W's, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Please post your comments and feedback there. Go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Oh, yeah, I got that one in. And, and give us that because it's through our sharing of the podcasts and information like this that we can help the next generation of beautiful mummies out there sharing Charlotte's story is the beginning for a lot of new mums. So please share this podcast with people you think would just love to get some beautiful sound information about realnessity. There you go, Kaz. Go to our thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and paste your comments there. And please, if you're as inspired as we are, then you can join us and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we'll look forward to sharing and being with you next week on Up For A Chat. Take care. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.